This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 18, verses 19 to 23. He came to Ephesus, and he left them there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay with him a longer time, he declined. But taking his leave of them and saying, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again to you if God wills. He set sail from Ephesus. When he had landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the assembly and went down to Antioch. Having spent some time there, he departed and went through the region of Galatia and Phrygia in order, establishing all the disciples. Let's keep reading in Acts 18, starting in verse 19. He came to Ephesus, and he left them there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay with them a little longer, he declined. But taking his leave of them, he said, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again to you if God wills. Then he set sail from Ephesus. Paul came to Ephesus from Corinth with Prissa and Aquila, who stayed there, seemingly at Paul's request. He probably wanted to leave the Ephesian converts with someone he knew and trusted to help establish and grow the church there. If you'll recall from Acts 16, verse 6, Paul wanted to go to Ephesus nearly two years prior, but was prevented by the Holy Spirit. It says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. It was God's will for Paul to first go to Macedonia and then eventually to Corinth. But now, a couple years later, he was finally able to fulfill that initial desire to preach the gospel in Ephesus. Sometimes, when we pray for things to happen, the answer from God is no. Other times, God's will might be more in line with something like, wait, rather than no. The desire might have been good, but the timing was just off. I remember in 2020, I was scheduled to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ at a certain church in Michigan. I was really looking forward to my time there with that church body. And then COVID hit. My 2020 plans were demolished. But God was in control. One of the unexpected blessings of 2020 was a seven-month sabbatical from ministry travel and extra precious and quality time with family. Later, I was able to reschedule that ministry opportunity in Michigan, and we had a fantastic time. God's timing is always perfect. We can relax when our plans fall apart. We don't have to be anxious and upset. We can be content knowing that God's plan and timing is always better. And it may very well be that God redeems our initial plan in His perfect timing. Two years later, Paul would finally get his chance to preach in Asia Minor, and that with great success. Paul, by this time, however, had his eyes set on Jerusalem. He wanted to return in season to keep the upcoming feast there. Also, 
He may have wanted to present the offering of his Nazarite vow at the upcoming feast, which he could only perform in Jerusalem at the temple. Before heading into Jerusalem, like a kid at the candy store, he couldn't help but go into the synagogue at Ephesus and reason with the Jews there. As was his custom everywhere he went, most of the time, Paul was met with strong opposition from Jews in the synagogue. I mean, take his last stop in Corinth, for example. The Jews in the synagogue there had opposed Paul and became abusive, to the point he would end up shaking out his clothes in protest and saying to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. But here in Ephesus, the tables have turned. The Jews there asked him to stay with them a longer time, but Paul declined. He tries and tries to make inroads with synagogue Jews and gets rejected so often. Here he finally makes some inroads in Ephesus and against expectations rejects their request for him to stay longer. Like a guy trying to pick up a girl and constantly getting rejected, when a girl finally responds with interest, the guy just says, meh, and rejects her. Just kidding. Normally, I'm sure Paul would have been all over that invitation. This just goes to show how important it was for him to get back to Jerusalem for the coming feast. Even at the beckoning of Ephesian synagogue Jews for Paul to stay longer, he was determined to make it to Jerusalem. There are times when I've been on the road for a while doing ministry, and it's time to go home and see my family. Once I have my heart set on a deadline for getting home to my family, it's hard to allow many things to impede me from getting there on time. Now, Paul did truly desire to spend more time in Ephesus in the future with the Jews there. He took leave of them, saying, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again to you if God wills. Paul's desired return to Ephesus was in view of, and submission to, God's will. He knew that God is ultimately the one in control. By saying, I will return to you if God wills. Paul expressed his plan to return while acknowledging God's plan may or may not permit that. James instructs us, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we'll go into this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you don't even know what'll happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. Let's keep reading, starting in Acts 18, verse 22. When he had landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the assembly and went down to Antioch. This concludes Paul's second missionary journey, which perhaps lasted about two and a half to three years. When verse 22 records that Paul went up and greeted the assembly, it probably means he went up to Jerusalem. The city of Jerusalem is about 2,500 feet above sea level. So if you're going to Jerusalem, you'll have to go up. Up and down was more about elevation rather than direction, north and south. Also, Jerusalem is known from the Bible as the city of God, where God's temple was. Psalm 24.3 asks, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord. Paul arrives from Ephesus by ship into Israel at the coastal town of Caesarea 
From there, he travels up to Jerusalem to greet the church and likely fulfill his Nazarite vow. Then he travels nearly 300 miles northward, down an elevation to Antioch, which was Paul's home and sending church. Verse 23, having spent some time there, he departed and went through the region of Galatia and Phrygia in order, establishing all the disciples. Who knows how long Paul stayed in Antioch before heading back out on his third missionary journey. The narrative doesn't emphasize much about his time back in Antioch or denote how much time specifically he spent there, only that after having spent some time there, he left. Paul catapults into his third missionary journey by visiting the region of Galatia and Phrygia, establishing all the disciples. These were regions where Paul had already been and established churches. He had a heart for seeing people discipled and grow in their faith in fulfilling the Great Commission, teaching them to observe all that Jesus had commanded. He had a heart for building disciples, not nearly making converts and genuinely cared for their welfare. Paul said about Timothy in Philippians 2 verse 20, For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. No doubt Paul shared the same shepherd's heart. Jesus asked Peter three times in John chapter 21, If you love me, feed my sheep. Read Romans chapter 16, for example, and you'll see Paul's concern for the churches was on a personal level. He was all about people. He names by name well over 20 people in Romans 16 from the church in Rome. Paul sincerely cared about the churches where he ministered and all the believers in those churches. We get another glimpse into Paul's genuine love and concern for those among whom he ministered when he wrote in Philippians 4 verse 1, Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. They were his joy and crown. Their salvation and growth into maturity in Christ was his joy and crown. That's what he lived for, feeding the sheep. He longed for them. So it makes sense Paul would come back to revisit the churches he planted when he had the chance. the door but tries to climb in by another way he is a thief and a robber cause as I've said before only through me you'll be saved and you may be wondering how can we know the way is eternal life that you know God and me
was Way, Truth, and Life from the Adams Road album Tongues of Fire. I bore your sins in my body on the tree that you might die to sin and live. I'm your peace.
you're engraved I'm with you always To the That was engraved from the Adams Road album, It's So Simple.
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 18, verses 24 to 28. Grace and peace be with you all.